You're listening to PetLifeRadio.com. A Super Smiley Adventure is brought to you by State Farm. I'm Smiley the dog. I am a vet. I'm Smiley the dog. I'm Super Smiley. I am a cat too sweet to travel kitty. I'm a big girlfriend. Angel's really pretty. I have a pony and we share a big horse. We have a big car. Yeah, we have to, of course. I have a pool. In the summer, I stay cool. Do a fountain. Live in the mountain. Live high on the hump. Need to be a spokes dog. I'm Smiley the dog. Woof and Super Smiles. Welcome to a Super Smiley Adventure on Pet Life Radio, the largest pet radio network in the world. I'm Megan Blake, the pet lifestyle coach, here with my possum sidekick, shelter dog, Super Smiley, who's the ambassador of kindness for the Animal Film Festival and the ambassador of kindness for our wonderful national sponsor, State Farm. Good boy, Super Smiley. As for me, I'm the pet lifestyle coach. I travel the country with Smiley, helping people adopt the right pet for their lifestyle and then help train them so they keep that pet forever. We're based in Malibu, California with our family of rescues, Angel, Starfire, Minnehaha, and Kitty Bitty. And today we're still on our most recent adventure and are broadcasting from beautiful North Carolina. And just last night, we went to the North Carolina premiere of the film Max, which honors war dogs with the story of war dog Max in battle and then during his life and death struggles to find his place when he returns back home to civilian life, which is a struggle for most deployed military personnel, both human and dogs. The film is amazing. The story, the writing, the direction, the dog, it is just incredible. I loved it. And today, this is such an honor for us to bring you this extremely special and powerful show. Warner Brothers Film Studios hosted a pre-release Max event in Los Angeles. So Super Smiley and I, since we're in North Carolina, we sent our guest host, Kim Swartz, to meet and interview the film's director, writer, Max's trainer, with also special appearances from Corporal Matthew Foster, United States Marine Corps, and his war canine dog, Sergeant Mick, and also Kristen Reagan Maurer from Mission Canine Rescue, who's been bringing back war dogs like Max since 2009. We honor everyone, every one of these guests. And our guest host, Kim Swartz, was live at the event, and he brings us intimate and deeply personal insights from these special people. Thank you, Kim Swartz, for this Super Smiley adventure. So here we go. Hello, everyone. This is Kim Swartz, and I am super excited to be filling in for the awesome Megan Blake and Super Smiley at the Warner Brothers screening and event extravaganza for the motion picture Max about a military dog. This place is packed. It's a madhouse with people, dogs, and I understand we're going to see the uh, director and the writers and producer of the show, as well as Max himself and uh, his trainers. And we want to say a big hello to Megan and Super Smiley, who are on the other side of the continent, doing their wonderful work. So let's go in and check out the action. Animals can come down with post-traumatic stress the same as people can. This highly trained animal becomes a new member of the family. The dog kind of helps the family heal. It's really unbelievable the the relationships that these people build and, and the amazing things that they do together. 
it just really is about tough things that happen to families and then how do you put the pieces back together. But also, there's a kind of a fun element too. The movie is a genuine adventure. We got the Air Jordan of dogs here, man. Okay, I'm here with Boaz Yakin, the director, co-writer, and producer of the film. Hi, Boaz. Hi, Kim. Congratulations on this film. Thank you. And we love we love the way that you're shining the light on the highest level message about the human-animal bond. Tell us what originally drew you to this project. Well, I, I felt you know I that there's something about working with an animal, showing an animal that allows people to drop their cynicism and their defense mechanisms in a way that they often don't when they're seeing films about people or even talking about people. And I wanted to bring attention to what families, people are experiencing in war and also just tell a great adventure story that had an emotional underpinning. I felt that this would be a way to do it. And and I wanted to make a, a genuine family movie. And I think family movies have come to mean movies for kids that parents don't absolutely hate taking their kids to. And I think a true family movie, which I managed to do successfully with Remember the Titans some time yes. ago, is a movie that... And that was a wonderful film, too. Thank you. And it, it sort of was a grounding for what we did here, which is that it, it's a movie that genuinely appeals, challenges, and asks kids to step up their game a little bit, and that adults can enjoy on an emotional level and not feel condescended to at the same time. And I think that's a difficult line to walk, yep. but I think when you pull it off, you can do something special, and, and that's what we were trying to do here. That's wonderful. And, yeah, and, and as you mentioned, you, you have the part of it is the war, and then part of it is the family. And on the war part, uh, with the war dogs, is there anything you'd like to say about the bond that you've seen through your work in this film with the war dogs, the dogs that serve in the military, and their people? Well, I love animals in general, and dogs in particular. And to anyone who loves dogs and loves animals, there's no question that animals have feelings, spirits, emotions. But often, as a society at large, it's difficult to get people to recognize that. And until very recently in the military, the individual soldiers, marines, dog handlers that interacted with dogs completely understood that and have deep, intimate connections with their animals or the animals that are their friends. The military as an organization basically looked at these dogs as ordnance. And once their usefulness was finished, just whatever happens, happens. And it's only been in the last year or so, or two maybe, that this has started to shift. The needle has started to shift on that, and we've started to recognize that these are living beings with feelings, and that if we're going to put them through what we put them through to help us, that they deserve something better. And if this movie can help bring attention to that, I'll be very happy. Wonderful. I was going to ask you about the messages, or message that you wanted to get out there. You've named several messages. Is there any other thing from this film, any other message that you wanted to get across to people? Hmm. Well, I wanted, other than just presenting an exciting, fun movie for young people, um, and it does have adventure in it and and so on. I know when I was a kid, if I was going to get a message, I wanted it to be in a fun-filled package. Right. Um, So we've tried to do that here. But, you know, we are a country that's been now at war for decades. Forever. And the effect on families, on people, and on men and women who feel they have to find their place in a society where that's a reality all the time, 
needs to be explored and needs to be portrayed. And, and this movie is an attempt to do that in a family-friendly package. Yeah, I think it's an excellent way of doing it, an excellent way of packaging it, too. How have animals affected you personally, in your personal life, if at all? Have they taught you anything? Yeah, or? I think that as people, sometimes it's very difficult for us to love ourselves. And it's much easier for us to love animals. And I think that by having a few, having had, or I, I don't want to say had because there's no ownership in it, really. I think it's a, it's a friendship when you have an animal, you know? We treat them, even the word pet is a bit strange, yeah. right? Right. Um, yes, they do rely on us for food and so on because that's the situation we've put them in. But the truth is it's a bond, it's a friendship. And I've learned to be more accepting of myself because mm. I've been okay. able to open up with animals in a way that I haven't sometimes with people and certainly looking at myself. So it's helped me to be more compassionate to other people and and to myself by having relationships with animals. Oh, that's wonderful. It's wonderful what we learn. Well, thank Thank you for making this important movie with these wonderful messages that shines the light on the human-animal bond and everything that goes with it. Thank you so much, and good luck, and best of luck with the film. We look forward to seeing it out in the theaters. Thank you so much for your time. I really appreciate it. Kim, great job. I loved when the film's director, Boaz, said, there's no question dogs have feelings, spirits, and emotions. And the words that Boaz chose, words like the military personnel had deep, intimate connections with their dogs. These are living beings with feelings, and he wants that to be his message in the film. It was just just beautiful and exquisite. And I loved also that he mentioned that the word pet is a strange word, that there is no ownership. It's a bond. And I feel exactly the same way. I don't refer to myself as Smiley's owner. I'm his person, like we belong to each other. And Boaz also said that he has learned to be more accepting of himself by having relationships with animals. And I don't think I've heard anyone say that lesson just like that before. Good job, Kim. Now let's go back to the event with our guest host, Kim Swartz, with Staff Sergeant James Harrington, U.S. Army, and his military working dog, Reiki, who saved his life on the battlefield and after the battlefield. Hi, I'm here with James Harrington. James, tell us who you are and what you do and who your dog is. My name is uh, Staff Sergeant Harrington, James Harrington, U.S. Army, and I have my military working dog, Reiki, R-Y-K-Y. Mission Canine Rescue, I contacted them last year when she was ready to retire, and Mission Canine made sure that happened, and June 25th of 2014, Mission K-9 flew Reiki from Colorado to New Orleans, where she is happily retired. The U.S. Army called me and said they only had room for 12 dogs, and Reiki happened to be number 13, so they called me and said, do you want her to come home and be retired? Sure enough, I did, and uh, like I said, Mission K-9 made sure that happened. That is so wonderful. Tell us what the relationship is like between you and your dog. Is it a a special relationship, different than uh, maybe the uh, ordinary uh, pet person? Yeah, that's the first thing we don't use in our community. We don't use the word pet. They're our partners. They're our soldiers. They're our Marines. They're airmen. They're a veteran. They're a military member, and we treat them as such. We don't baby them too much like a normal pet would be treated. It's a great bond to have. Me and Reiki were together for almost five years and deployed multiple times downrange in combat and experienced some things over there. And then when we weren't combat deployed, we were also stateside 
stationed out of DC where we were attached to the US Secret Service for any type of missions they needed us for. Wow, and thank you so much for your service, both of you. And, yes. and also wanted to find out if you, Megan Blake is the host of this show, I'm subbing in for her, and she likes to ask people what they've learned from their partner. Right. <laughs> what have you learned from uh, to be more humble and to be compassionate. Um, without getting choked up, uh, Reiki actually saved my life multiple times downrange from being shot at. And we were both exposed to explosions and IEDs. Uh, last year when that's I got ama- out. That's amazing. Yeah, last year when I got out, I had some trouble adjusting. And when they told me Reiki was coming home, that's the second time she saved my life. Oh, my gosh. I... I, I, I can truly understand that. I mean, our our dogs save our lives just in, in, under normal circumstances, and that has to be a really a, a really special a special relationship and, and something very special, especially with what you do and what she does for the country, and and, and you're putting yourself in harm's way, and and then coming back. Uh, we're so glad you're both back here. You're yes. both uh, together, and uh, thank you very much for talking to us. Thank you very much. Wow, this is Megan back here again with Super Smiley. And when Sergeant Harrington said, that's the second time she saved my life, I really, really got it. Kim, you're doing a great job. What, what a profound interview. And, and we're so excited because we're, we're going to be right back after this break with the co-writer who dug in as deep as you can get to create this script. He's actually a veteran himself. And we're also going to talk with Marine Corporal Matt Foster and his war dog, Sergeant Mick, and with one of my dear friends, the president and co-founder of Mission Canine Rescue, Chris Reagan. Mauer, who has been bringing back these war dogs from war zones since 2009. All after this break. Smiley, can you wait? Good boy. Sit. Stay. We'll be right back after a short pause. Well, four to be exact. State Farm, this is Andrea. Yeah, what if I get into an accident in, say, Accident, Arkansas? Anywhere in the U.S., State Farm has you covered. Uh Uh-huh, and if I hit the only tree in Lone Pine, California? We'll send a tow truck right over. What if I get dinged in Denton? North Carolina or Texas? Uh, both. Then we'll send two trucks. Well played. State Farm handles more claims than any other company. Over 35,000 per day. Call 1-800-STATE-FARM and get to a better state. Active for Pets is a new wellness platform and app that helps pet parents save time and money on their vet bills. Stop paying for unnecessary vet treatments. Consult with a vet online. Get unlimited access to your pet's entire health history from any computer or smartphone with the Active for Pets app. Vaccinations, medications, test results, and more. Active 4 Pets gives you access to a team of expert vets for non-emergency care. Make an appointment before, during, or after office hours. Skip the waiting room and get a secure online vet consult on your schedule. Taking care of your pets is as easy as it gets with Active 4 Pets. Ready to try Active 4 Pets? Listeners get 40% off a one-year membership. To get this great offer, use promo code PETLIFE on the sign-up page of Active4Pets.com. That's A-C-T-I-V, the number 4, P-E-T-S, dot com. Or call 888-512-2848. Let's Talk Pets on PetLifeRadio.com. Pet 
And we're back on a super smiley adventure going right to our guest host, Kim Swartz, live at the Warner Brothers Film Studios pre-Max film event with the co-writer and war veteran, Sheldon Lettage. So, we're here with Sheldon Lettich, the co-writer of the film. Sheldon, thank you for being on a Super Smiley Adventure. You're very welcome. So, tell us, what drew you to this project initially? Well, there was no project originally. This is something that uh, Boaz and I came up with. And the genesis of this goes back about 15 years, actually. Wow. When I got a couple of puppies at the pound, one of my dogs passed away, and my wife and I decided, okay, let's go get, we need to get a replacement. And we went to the pound, and um, there were four puppies. Oh, bless you for going to the pound. Oh, we, all of my dogs have come from the pound. Oh, wow, all of ours also. And uh, there were four puppies. They looked like little German Shepherd puppies. In fact, yeah. the sign on their cage said German Shepherd puppies. And I think they were eight weeks old at the time. So my wife and I ended up getting two of them and uh, brought them home. And a few months uh, after we'd uh, gotten them, uh, as they were growing, we started realizing, you know what, uh, these might not be German Shepherds. They look kind of different, actually. They've got the, you know, the black mask on the face, and uh, they're um, very, very smart, but very rambunctious, very mischievous. But the bigger they got, the less they looked like German Shepherds. Mm-hmm. And I was reading the LA Times one day, and there was an article on bomb-sniffing dogs at LAX, and there's a photo of a bomb-sniffing dog, and it looks exactly like my female dog. Oh, okay. And the caption said it was a Belgian Malinois. Well, I've never heard of a Belgian Malinois before. I did an internet search, and sure enough, this is, um, this is a breed that exists uh, on its own. They were originally from the town of Malines. They were developed in the town of Malines in Belgium. And uh, they are the dog that was becoming, pretty much replacing German shepherds and labs for police and military work. They're also very aggressive. They love toys. They're obsessed with toys. You get them used to a toy, and you just you can't get away okay, from them. Right. So uh, that works out good for the military and for police because you can train these dogs using a toy rather than food. Okay. So in other words, once they're properly trained, if a bad guy is holding up a steak, uh, if this dog is trained properly, the dog is not going to go for the steak. The dog is going to go and arrest the bad guy. Right. Um, So they use Kongs a lot to train them. But Mm -hmm. um, another advantage is the the fact that they're lighter means you can can pick them up. Okay. Uh, You can pick them up. You can hold them. If you want to pick a dog up and put it through a window, for example, it's much easier to do that with a 75-pound dog than a 95-pound dog. Right. Okay. So they've been switching over to these. And so I started doing a lot more research because, you know, I was was falling in love with my dogs and reading more and more about them. Right. And then, now I was in the Marine Corps myself uh, 40 years ago. Oh, really? Vietnam. We had dogs over there. Right. And the sad part of that story that I found out about later is that none of those dogs were brought back to the States because they were afraid that they would carry some kind of an exotic uh, canine disease with them. So those dogs were basically taken from handler to handler over there until their usefulness was was over, and then they were euthanized. Oh, that's so sad. That's a very sad story. And then as I was doing the research on the Malinois, I saw that that's no longer the policy. Now, when a dog can't really do his work in the military anymore, they put them out, they put them up for adoption. Right. Um, okay. So a lot of police and military dogs are put up for adoption. They're older dogs, and there's a whole community of people out there that 
wants to adopt them. So it's a very okay. happy ending to the story. But then also, there were handlers that would get killed. Handlers and dogs have gotten killed in Afghanistan and Iraq. And there were a few cases that I read about where the handler died, dog survived. The handler's family then requested to take the dog that um, their son had previously worked with. This is their, their son's best friend in Afghanistan. Right. The dog was there when their son died. Um, they wanted, uh, it was like keeping a piece of the family. And um, at first, the military was reluctant to do this, but then they started going along with it. Okay. And letting these families adopt the dogs. And this has happened on four different occasions that I know about. I think maybe it's happened even more since then. So I read about this, and Boaz and I had been talking about writing a, uh, like a hero dog movie for a number of years. We didn't know where to go with this. We just thought there needs to be a movie about a dog that's a hero. Sort of a, you know, Rin Tin Tin, uh, uh, old yeller, protects the family, family gets in trouble, dog comes to the rescue. And then when I started reading these stories about the families adopting the dogs, I thought, this sounds like a really good basis for a hero dog movie. Okay, so there actually are true life stories sort for, of, for inspire, of inspiring this. Yeah. Okay. So this gave us uh, a couple of things that were really cool. First of all, Max is, in a way, he's like Rambo with four legs and a tail. (laughs) Okay, I love it. Because he's he's been trained by the military. He does things that a normal dog won't instinctually do. Right, right, I see. He won't go, a dog is just not predisposed to sniff out explosives. They gotta be trained to do that. A dog is not predisposed to jump on a man and take a man down. If a dog attacks a man, generally it's because the dog's angry. It's not a game, Uh, it's not a mission. He's angry, he's agitated, and the dog will go for the ankles, go for the legs, something like that. The military and the police train dogs to take a man down by leaping up in the air and jumping on him, either like hitting him on the back. Mm-hmm. And when you get a 75-pound Malinois yeah. hitting you on, in the chest or on the back or grabbing your arm, that dog is going to take you down. Right. Not, not the ordinary family pet. No. no. Well, but see, what's great about them, like, um, just like... I said the ordinary. But yeah, yeah, right. Like, well, like, you know, Rambo doesn't necessarily walk down the street with a, with a big gun right. wanting to blow away people. When you piss Rambo off, then his training kicks in. And then he goes and he does what he knows how to do. Or, and, and he only do it when you got to push Rambo. Right. You really got to right. put him in a situation okay. because he's not somebody who's just a, a mass murderer. Just, okay. And our dog here is, he's trained to do this stuff. And he only goes after people. He'll only knock somebody down when a member of his family is threatened. And we've got that happening in the movie a couple of times where yeah. Max does take a few people down. But he does it in a way that he was trained to do it. Right. Well, tell us with war dogs, the military dogs, or maybe we should call them. They call uh, them uh, MWDs, military yeah. working dogs. Mil- MWDs. Yeah. Okay, right. So with MWDs, tell us about the bond, the human-animal bond that, that you've seen in your research or in your live experience with particularly the MWDs mm-hmm. and, and people. Well, you know, with um, dogs in Iraq and Afghanistan, the, first of all, the handlers are trained with their particular dog. And it's not like there's a a dog unit full of guys with dogs. The dog handlers, they and their dogs are attached to units. So they'll go to a completely new unit. All the guys know one another, but nobody knows the dog and the handler. So it's just those two with the bond between them. And they do their special, specific mission. And then when that mission's over, then they go on to 
do another mission for a different unit. So it's really that dog and that guy. There's a few women that are doing this now, too. Right. They form this bond between because the entire time they're in Afghanistan, it's just the two of them going from unit to unit. So there's, um, there's a, a lot of love and trust and integrity between Yes, between the two which things. is uh, mm-hmm. which you you highlight in the film too. Even the mm-hmm. dog and the right, the family right. of his person. Right, right. So, what message would you like the audiences to get from this film? I want the audience to know just how much of a contribution these dogs have made, and not just in Iraq and Afghanistan, but you see them at airports, you see them at football stadiums. They're there to protect us. Our host. Megan Blake likes to ask people, what have your dogs taught you? Yes. But my previous two Malinois, first of all, they taught me that, uh, that they were a breed called Belgian Malinois, which I've never known <laughs> about right. before. And they really indirectly led me to finding the story for this movie, writing the movie. And the love that I have for those dogs, I think, comes across yes. in the movie. The, the love and respect, because um, these are not cuddly Benji-like dogs. Right. You have to um, uh, you have to have a take a firm hand with them sometimes because right. they're very energetic and rambunctious. They like having a mission to do. You've got to give them something to do. You've got to give them. They got to have a toy to play with. Right. But these are not the kind of dogs. If you live in a small apartment in Manhattan, you're not going to want a Belgian Malinois. The Belgian Malinois is not going to want to. Right, right. They, they want to be out in the open air. They want to be. Able, they want to run around. They want to have something to do. So I think that's an important message for this. Movie yeah, too. no, the whole movie is a an important message. Yeah. I know a lot of people yes. will fall in love with this breed watching the movie, but if you don't have a, a backyard and if you're not uh, willing to work with your dog and train your dog and toss a ball around every so often and take them on walks. That, that won't be a happy mouse. No, no. And it goes for all dogs and right, animals right, and yeah. pets. You have to have the right pet for your, your environment. Right, you know, right. If it, whether it's a little dog or a mm-hmm. big dog or a cat or right. indoor, outdoor. Yeah. So, but anyway, thank you so much for bringing this film uh, to, to us and for highlighting these, these wonderful messages. We have a tremendous amount of respect for the, the people that serve our country, as well as the dogs and, the dogs. <laughs> and their dogs. So thank you for that. Thank you for the film. And thank You're you, Sheldon. You're welcome. Megan's back here now, and I loved how Sheldon emphasizes the contribution these dogs make and how they are here to protect us. And when that protection is needed, that's when their Rambo and their training kicks in. So now here's Kim's interview with Max's dog trainer for the film. So we're here with Matilda DeCagney. She is the trainer or one of the trainers of Max. Hi, Matilda. Thank you for being on the show. Hi, a pleasure to be here. But so much of it is understanding them, so you know how to communicate with them, and that's it's, it's all about yes. <laughs> understanding yeah. them, and it's all about uh, know how to read them, and each one of them have their differences, right. and it's interesting to work with dogs like that that are intense, and you always want to think of what they're bred for and mm-hmm. what's their instinct, and that's the foundation of the base of your training right. with that particular animal but it also has to be a game it has to be you know can't be all work and no play right yeah, yeah. you make work a play i love that i love um, that yeah it's a good life philosophy as yeah. well oh god yeah, people can people yeah. can use that philosophy as well um, right yeah it's pretty much what you make of it but um I don't know if it's a message. I mean, everybody knows how loyal and heroic those dogs are. Yes. And they're brave. They're incredibly uh, courageous. And, and they, 
they will give the life away for uh, in a heartbeat. Oh wow! Um, literally. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And yes. and that is just the most touching thing you can think of. And as far as I'm concerned, it just has this is teamwork. Yes, teamwork. It's, it's right. all about you know. Right. And it's that your communication, your uh, it gets it gets intense in such a good way. It's great. Well, wonderful. Well, thank you so much for your wonderful work on the film with the dogs and for uh, for being on uh, Super Smiley Adventure here. Thank you very much, Matilda. Yeah, it's an honor. Thank you so thank much. Thank you. Great job, Kim. Over 3,000 dogs have served in Iraq and Afghanistan, and Super Smiley and I are so happy to be bringing you two of our dear friends, the president of Mission Canine Rescue, who's been bringing these war dogs back, and one of the Marines, Matt, who was reunited with his dog, Mick, through Mission Canine Rescue. I'm Corporal Matthew Foster, representing Mission Canine Rescue with Sergeant Mick the dog, and we are on a Super Smiley adventure. And they're coming up right after the break. Smiley, can you wait? Good boy. Sit. Stay. We'll be right back, right after we kibble a little with our sponsors. Remember when you swore you'd never get married, never have four bedrooms and a minivan, and never have... Twins? We're having twins? And then never happens, and becomes the things you never want to be without. For all the nevers you now want to last forever, State Farm is there to help protect them, with everything from life insurance to college savings and more. And that's the difference between just having insurance and having a State Farm agent. To find a State Farm agent near you, call 1-800-STATE-FARM or visit statefarm.com. It's designerpetsweaters.com. Hand-knitted designer sweaters for your precious pup or cool cat. Beautiful couture patterns for your pets, including custom-knitted formal wear, casual wear, yachting, and even sports-themed. Many designer pet sweaters include feathered tammy hats, top hats, and a lot of sparkle. Each sweater includes leg loops, front paw sleeves, and leash opening. Visit designerpetsweaters.com to order your four-legged fashions today. Large or small, we fit them all. Designerpetsweaters.com Let's talk pets. Let's talk pets. On Pet Life Radio. Pet Life Radio. PetLifeRadio.com. And we're back on a super smiley adventure live at the Warner Brothers Pre-Max film premiere event in Los Angeles with our guest host Kim Swartz at the event now with Mission Canine Rescue. And we're here with our dear friend, Kristen Reagan Maurer, the dear friend of the Super Smiley Adventure, Super Smiley, and Megan Blake and mine. Kristen, thank you for being on a Super Smiley Adventure. Thank you for having me. So tell everybody what it is you do and what are you doing here. Okay. I am president of Mission Canine Rescue. We rescue and rehome and rehabilitate and help with medical care for working dogs, especially. We, we really have a special interest in war dogs. And so we have been invited out here by Warner Brothers to speak on behalf of War Dogs for their movie, Max. Kristen, I know you do awesome work, and the stories about the dogs that are there and the ones that, how hard it is to get them back is, it could be very sad, but you make a lot of happy endings, don't you? We really do. We um, have adopted out over 30, I think, War Dogs at this point. And, and we're, we're bringing them back all the time and rescuing them. And we also help pay for medical bills for retired war dogs. And, um, and have brought, we have one here with us today, Bruce, who was bitten by a snake. And they didn't know what they were going to do to help cure him. And we were able to provide support and 
and get him his anti-venom. So he, he's oh, doing wow. great today. Oh, wow. Yeah. And so who are your escorts here? I have with me retired contract working dog, Zorro. He got back from Afghanistan. He's a mine detection canine, came back on October the 3rd of 2014. And I also have my re- uh, retired narcotics dog and also my seizure detection canine, Roxy. Dogs can do so many different jobs, can't they? It's absolutely amazing. They are so in tune with humans, and they have such an amazing connection with us. And they their scent detection, and not only that, but I think it's even more than that. I think it's just their energy that they can pick up on what's going on with us, and they're so in tune with us. And, and it's just such a great camaraderie between humans and dogs, especially. Yeah, with the, with the service dogs and the working dogs, it's like, as far as the human-animal bond goes, it's... I mean, there's always a human-animal bond with yes. the, between a human and an animal. Absolutely. But, but when they are trained or when they have this natural ability to, to perform these skills and these functions that uh, actually you know, help us humans and our country, it's really awesome. It is. It's incredible. And it's incredible to watch them. I talk about you know, Roxy a lot because you know, I rescued her out of a shelter. And I say oh. she's been rescuing me ever since. Oh. So... I trained her in narcotics, and then she trained herself in seizure detection. And who does that unless, I mean, the, the bond is so great, and they are so, such intelligent creatures that, that it's, it's amazing. And as far as Zorro goes, here he was out there detecting mines. He comes into the house, and he learns how to just be a dog, but yet at the same time, he's so connected because with me as his handler, that because he knows that bond and that these working dogs connect with their handlers so much that you just become, you rely on them as much as they rely on you. And just for all of you, I am looking at two of the sweetest looking dogs you can imagine. Well, Zorro is a Dutch Shepherd and um, what that is, they're brindle in color and they call them the tiger stripe dog because they have their, the brindle the black and the gold and then they have little stripes down their sides that look like a tiger so they call them a tiger striped dog and then Roxy is a white German Shepherd she's all white and um, she's very sparkly and very girly <laughs> she is she's very girly and so we and we will have pictures of everybody on the website for the radio show so you can see Kristen and Roxy and Zorro I am so excited about this movie because it's certainly bringing to light the plight of the war dog and and which is amazing in and of itself but but it also shows you the connections that they have because it from what I could tell from the trailer he has a bond with the, the guy has a bond so much with the with his dog and when he he passes away in Afghanistan they could not rework him because he was so attached to his own handler so they had adopted him out to the family of the fallen soldier so I think and then he ended up bonding with the brother of the fallen soldier and I think it just shows that they have this human bond so much, this human-animal bond so much, and they're so connected that it does happen that way. There are dogs. We actually brought one back last year, uh, Sela, with Jason Boss. And when we retired, the reason why they retired Sela, she would not work for another handler. She quit. And that tells you that the, the bond that they have with their handlers. That's amazing. So what would you like people to get the audience to? What message would you like them to get from this film? I think, um, one, that these war dogs are definitely important. They need to all come home. The contract dogs like Zorro, they all need to come home. They all 
all need to retire over here in nice retirement because they work so hard for us and we feel I feel like we owe it to them to give them a proper retirement um, I think that's important I also think they're showcasing Belgian Malinois in the film and that is a very large working breed and and I, I want people to understand that this is a working dog versus just um, a puppy to have at home I think that's important and I think those two things are probably the most that I want people to know is that if, if you can't work a Belgian Malinois then it's probably not the right dog to take um, but mainly this is about war dogs and bringing light to them and that's so important. Okay and that you know any dogs as to whether they were appropriate uh, you have to have the right dog for the right person. Does that come into play when you do your rescue work and your do you interview the uh, prospective owners? In fact yes we do not allow a person to pick their dog. We match the dog with the people because we really vet these people and we really train and find out what these dogs need and then we put them together on if, whether the people can give back what the dogs need and if it's going to be a perfect relationship. So we have about a 98% success rate in this. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, so yeah. we've had a couple we've had to bring back, but the people are kind enough to, to know that, that they had gotten in a little over their head. And I think it's very important for people to educate themselves, and I think that's yes. probably it. Educate yourself. If you think it's a dog that you're willing to, to give a shot and try, um, then yes, but make sure you know what you're getting into and make sure you know know their high energy and their high drive because these dogs are workers. Yeah. And so, but we definitely take the care to, to find the right home and the appropriate Oh, home. wonderful. Yeah, and I know that uh, that's what Megan focuses on in this radio show in Super Smiley Adventure and as the pet lifestyle coach is to combat combat the uh, the thrown away dogs by, by matching having them matched perfectly to begin with yes things so they don't end up uh, back in the shelters or in the shelters for the first time that's absolutely the plan if we can if we can really take the time and choose the right adopter and the right dog for that adopter then they are it's a match made in heaven versus ending up back with us or, or in a shelter. Right. And I, and I think Roxy agrees with you. If she that's does. what I if, she's if, if I understand her correctly. She is. I think yes. she's actually telling super smiley hi is yeah. what I think she's doing. Hey, say, say hi. She okay. loves him, yeah. so yeah. Well great. So you know this question's coming. It's Megan's favorite question. What have your dogs taught you? My dogs have taught me the just pure love. I think they have no preconception of who you are. They don't care. They just want to give love and receive love. There's no discrimination. There's no any kind of ugliness. It's all pure love. And I, and I think that's, that's what they taught me is just I want to be a better person because they make me want to be a better person because oh. they are. Wow, that's wonderful. That's wonderful. Well, well, Kristen, thank you for spending time with us. Thank, thank you. you. Thank you for the awesome work that you do and your people do with Mission K-9 Rescue. And the work that you did here, I saw that you, I mean, you were really working it. There was like a line of like hundreds of people wanting to come up and have their pictures taken with, with Roxy and uh, Zorro. They and, did, and I was you. so proud. I was so, no, not me, just them, and that's yeah. okay. I was so proud of Zorro. This is his first outing, and he was a champ. And Roxy, of course, she's an old pro. She'll take pictures all day long. But I was very proud of both of them. They sat there and took pictures with all of these people, and it was pretty incredible. When people want to get in touch with you or see what your awesome work or what they can do or how they can help or if they can contribute or, yeah. or whatever, how do they find you? They can go on our website at mission, the letter K, number nine, rescue.org, or they can check out our Facebook page and find us there. So it's Mission Canine Rescue. Okay, thank you so much, Kristen. Thank you so much.
So we're here with Matthew Foster. Hi, Matthew. Could you please introduce yourself and your companion here for and tell everybody who you are exactly? Sure. My name is Corporal Matthew Foster, United States Marine Corps, and I'm here with Sergeant Mick, and we are an IED detection team, and we look for explosives. Wow. So what does IED stand for? Improvised Explosive Device. I see. And so tell us about the relationship between you and Mick. Yeah. I don't need to say he's a sergeant or yeah. no. <laughs> okay. Yeah, no. Mick is just fine. Mick is my bomb dog, and uh, him and I train together. Uh, he's my best friend, and we work to ensure the safety of all the Marines that we work with. We were deployed to Afghanistan 2012-2013 and uh, have been together ever since. Wow. And do you find you having a, a working, I call it a working relationship with mm-hmm. the dog. Tell us about your human animal, your personal bond with the personal dog. Bond? Is there any of that there? Oh, yeah. Big time. He's a character. You know, when we're not working, he's my best friend. I mean, he goes everywhere with me. He sits shotgun in my truck most of the time and uh, goes into every store with me, goes to friends' houses with me, parties, stress permitting, just making sure he... Uh, can go into a place, but for the most part, him and I are inseparable. Oh. So, what did you think of the movie? Uh, it looks great. Uh, I'm just I'm just happy that they're finally making a film about military working dogs. Uh, they, I've been saying it for a long time now. Uh, they're not appreciated as much as they should be um, until it comes time where they save a life, and then they're appreciated. It's really amazing that they were able to make such a, a good story about a military working dog and uh, you know, make it viewable for anyone, really. It's a family film. They have Right, and it, that is the best possible way they could have done it, is to make sure that everybody can see and appreciate and learn the relationship with these dogs and, and the job that they do every single day, saving lives. So, our, The host of our show, Megan Blake, and you know Megan, she has a, a favorite question she likes to ask, so I'll ask you. What has Mick taught you? Oh, Mick has taught me a lot. <laughs> I mean, there's, there's a lot I can say about it, but at the end of the day, I'd say patience. You know, when I first got out of the Marine Corps, uh, I struggled for a little while, but having him really changed me from a very, I should say, anxiety-ridden and uh, very uptight person that wasn't able to deal with stressful situations for a little while there. And having him really taught me patience and the ability to go with the flow. And I, I must say that life is amazing right now because of it. So he's taught me a lot as far as just going with the flow and living in the moment. That is great. And also, I just, uh, you know, on a personal note, wanted to thank you and Mick for your service to our country. My, my father was a Marine, and Megan's father was a, a career, was a bird colonel in the Air Force. And we have a, a lot of respect for the servicemen and the service dogs, <laughs> and are always ever so appreciative for what you do for all of us. Thank you so much. Thank you. I really appreciate it. And thank uh, your family members for their service. Thank you for their service. Well, thank you. Thank you. And thank you for being on a Super Smiley adventure. Of course. I love Super Smiley. I love them. I love them both. Super Smiley and Megan. I love you guys. Matthew and Mick, Super Smiley and I love you guys too so much. And you too, Chris Reagan. And in Matt's interview just then, he talked about coming back from the Middle East with stress. And as a testament to Mick's healing power, Matt is truly one of the most beautiful, life-loving, joyful people I have ever ever met. And I just wanted to affirm that since Mac said he owed much of that to Mick. Because here on A Super Smiley Adventure, we know animals are healers and teachers. And on this show today, we're also honoring them as heroes. So thank you, Matt, Mick, for your service. Thank you, Chris, for what you do. And Kim Swartz, thank you for filling in for us as Super Smiley and I travel the country. You did a super job. 
So thank you, Megan and Super Smiley, for letting me fill in for you here. I had a fantastic time. It was really awesome to see this, where all these people and dogs, you know, writers, directors, actors, producers, the movie studio, the dogs, everyone pulling together to get the messages out about the human-animal bond and the importance of dogs in our not only everyday life, but in the service to our country. Very humbling and awesome experience. Thank you. Great job, Kim. Thank you so much. And everybody, be sure to go to our Super Smiley Adventure show page on PetLifeRadio.com to see the photos of everyone who is at the Warner Brothers Max event. And we've got pictures of Chris and Roxy, Corporal Matt Foster, and Sergeant Mick and Super Smiley at the Hero Dog Awards, where we were all together and where Smiley was their spokes dog for two years. And indeed, all of these dogs are true heroes. Again, a huge thank you, especially to Boaz Yakin and to Sheldon DeLege for creating this film and for bringing it to the world. Thank you to Kristen Reagan Maurer and Mission Canine Rescue for helping bring back so many war dogs and for finding them homes. And a huge thank you to our servicemen and women and the canines, especially to our guests, Corporal Matthew Foster, War Dog Sergeant Mick, and Staff Sergeant James Harrington and War Dog Canine Reiki, who joined us today. Bless you and thank you, thank you for your service. And thank you also to Mark Winter, our SUPA producer, for making all this magic happen. And to our amazing national sponsor, State Farm, for all you do for the human dog bond. Everybody, come visit us on Facebook and at our Pet Life Radio blog at radioblogdog.com. And you can see all of our social media pages. You can find them. They're all listed at meganblakeofficial.com. And let us know how you like the film, how the film Max affects you when you see it. We absolutely just loved it. We hope all of you love all of your adventures with your own personal hero dogs and with all of your pets. I'm Megan Blake here with Super Smiley. And until next time, woof and super smiles. Let's Talk Pets, every week on demand, only on PetLifeRadio.com. State Farm, this is Andrea. Yeah, what if I get into an accident in, say, Accident, Arkansas? Anywhere in the U.S., State Farm has you covered. Uh Uh-huh, and if I hit the only tree in Lone Pine, California? We'll send a tow truck right over. What if I get dinged in Denton? North Carolina or Texas? Uh, both. Then we'll send two trucks. Well played. State Farm handles more claims than any other company. Over 35,000 per day. Call 1-800-STATE-FARM and get to a better state.